Hello and welcome to the NZX podcast, the perfect place to learn about the New Zealand equity markets, global dairy markets and ESG. The information provided in this podcast is guidance only and intended for general information purposes. It does not constitute investment advice. NZX Limited disclaims all liability for any error, inaccuracy or omission or for any loss suffered through relying on this podcast. Proprietary rights of the podcast are owned or licensed by NZX and no part of this information may be redistributed or reproduced in any forms or by any means without the written consent of NZX. Well, welcome to our first NZX opening bell series for the year. We've got a really exciting lineup for you throughout 2022. I'm Sarah Minhinnick. I'm the GM of Capital Markets Origination for the Exchange. And we're really excited to start the year by welcoming some of the teams that are leading us into our first new listing for the year. So welcome to Melissa and Jenny from Booster. Hi, Sarah. Nice Thank to you. be here. So, yeah, it's really great to have you guys with us today. My name is Doug Vram. I work with Sarah in the Capital Markets Origination Team. And we are obviously follow this whole sector closely, and we're really excited about this listing. But for those of us who might be listening that don't know a lot about Booster, can you just give us a little bit of background about Booster and then about the fund, about the innovation fund? Yeah, so at Booster, we support over 170,000 Kiwi investors, and part of our offering is providing them with a KiwiSaver program. We provide a whole lot of tools and resources, and it's really about helping people improve their financial well-being and help them uh, manage their future. We started about 25 years ago now, and so we've been building quite steadily, and we're quite proud that we were recently appointed as a default KiwiSaver provider. So we've got a really strong clientele that have actually been telling us that they also want to see how they can support New Zealand companies. And this is really what's led us into our direct investment program. And I've come on board to support a couple of our our newer funds uh, in the innovation space. So what I'm excited by is how these funds are helping get inventions out of the universities into young companies and that we can now help um, not only our clients, but more New Zealanders support in their success. So that's what we're doing here at Booster. That's awesome. I really love what you said about helping people to improve their financial well-being. You know, we're in such a complex world these days, not only with COVID, but, you know, we're getting into a pretty complex rates environment and inflation is something that everyone mm. is watching. So I think the services that you provide doing what you're doing and investing in young Kiwi companies and being a default KiwiSaver provider are really important for, you know, people that are navigating our economy. I also wanted to note that there's quite a bit of diversity between your skill set and Jenny's skill set, which again is, I think, a real strength of your team. Jenny, maybe you could provide a little bit of background about what you both do as part of the team at Booster and also your background in the tech sector. Thanks, Sarah. I've been working in the tech sector for over 20 years, and people don't even know there was a tech sector back then, but honestly, there was, and I sort of became addicted to it. And I do love seeing, you know, New Zealand-developed science and technologies developed commercially, and it's taken a long time for us to get to where we are now with a lot of money entering this area. But maybe I should say sort of what attracted me to Booster. I actually came across Alan Yeo when I read, uh, who's the founder of Booster, when I was reading a newspaper about some technology being spun out of Victoria University. Who is this guy who's funding them to do this? You know, that's amazing. So I did what I usually do, and I reached out on 
on LinkedIn. And then we had one of these conversations that goes forever. I was very excited by Alan's vision for what he could do. So fast forward some time, you know, that was a, a while ago. And Alan asked me to chair an advisory board for this Booster Innovation Fund. And it does have very close links to taking things from very early stage, especially strong New Zealand IP and become just part of the journey for those companies. Mm -hmm. Their complex journeys need a lot of other inputs, but I love the idea that we could support them from very early on and maybe link them later to other booster funds. Mm -hmm. But I also like the idea that by having a large, diversified, very diversified fund, we're aiming to get up to 40 investments as soon as we can, then we give all New Zealanders through this listed vehicle an opportunity to invest in this pretty exciting area where the returns can be very high. Of course, it's very high risk. Mm. And the number one way of reducing that risk is portfolio because many of them won't make it. And we just hope we've got some real stars in there. Absolutely. And I, I think it's really awesome what you're doing in terms of um, democratizing access to these companies and at that early stage, because for lots of investors, that's not really terribly accessible at the moment. And so you really are creating this avenue where people can come in and support the companies in the way that you are and also um, work to diversify across your portfolio, as you said. At NZX, we are lucky to be able to work with and talk to quite a number of New Zealand tech companies who are global innovators in their fields. It is encouraging to hear what they have to say about the Kiwi tech landscape and how things are developing. Jenny, what do you think is the most competitive advantage for Kiwi tech companies right now? Most things that are an advantage can also be a disadvantage, right? We are great generalizers and we're great at thinking out of the box. And maybe that comes from being a small country. It's a very can-do attitude, but the danger is that that can harden into, well, I'll do it my way and I'll reinvent the wheel every time. So that's a strength and a weakness. And we'll often do things that other people say can't be done or when they say it can't be done, we'll just keep going and, and we'll do it. I really love that can-do attitude. You just got to link it to some broader skills to build. That's probably the stage where the tech sector is at now. There are more people seriously building companies. I think we've had lots being started for a long time. There's so much money around at the moment. That's one of the impediments taken away. But at the end of the day, building great companies is about building teams and continuing to build teams while you, of course, absolutely relentless focus on the market and your customers. I think there's a lot more of that serious business building going on now, which is fantastic. Absolutely. And I mean, you have had a really deep and vast experience in the tech sector. You've sort of touched on some of the trends that you're seeing, you know, the focus on building teams. What other trends and opportunities are you seeing both in New Zealand and globally in tech right now? Oh, globally. Um, <laughs> well, I guess the two, you know, really big growth areas at the moment is anything around AI. And there's a challenge for New Zealand to do what Michael Whitbrock from University of Auckland calls real AI and not just tinker around the edges. I always like it when Michael challenges people to go deeper, I suppose. And there, if you look at something like what Partly is doing down in Christchurch, that's an, a fantastic example of really applying AI. So that's sort of one big thing that's going on that we can't ignore. There's also a lot going on in the biotech field, as there often is, but there's been Obviously, through COVID, there's been an acceleration in everything to do with remote health. In other words, focus on the health system, not just on the um, vaccines or the ways of detecting things. That's bigger globally than in New Zealand, but you're seeing some pretty exciting things here like Rako Science and Orbis Diagnostics and, and others coming through that channel. 
And it's also bringing those two themes together around that richer data and that ability to diagnose more rapidly and more accurately. And so you're sort of seeing that convergence really taking that health sector forward into new realms. It is quite a time that we're living through. You know, I think it'll be fascinating in 20 years to look back and Hopefully it's just a three-year period, you know, not a longer period, but see all of the advancements that, you know, are sort of incremental for us right now, but then will be seen as quite a, a leap forward in so many areas. Just to sort of round out this topic, it would be interesting to hear what challenges you're seeing in the industry and to hear what Booster is doing to try and change that. One of the challenges that's not just happening in our markets, but internationally is a talent shortage and how we can play a a role in, in that in terms of, I guess, putting the spotlight on some of these young companies and some of the talent they require. So inspiring sort of the next set of people to kind of step into the sector. So it is a long-term challenge we're facing, but I think more visibility that we can spotlight these companies is going to be one way that we can kind of support some of that. I totally echo that. I would love everyone in New Zealand to know how many fabulous companies are being built from Mm. this country into the world. So the more you guys can do to help us with that too. Yeah, people should be talking about these companies. I'm shocked by how often you have a a big company like Sequent that sold for over a billion and nobody Mm. knows about it. Yeah. Let's make sure that doesn't happen in future. Because we can give them a front row seat in terms of them getting involved in this kind of innovation fund and, they, you know, sort of seeing the stories. And if we're building up to a portfolio of 40, 50 companies, there's so many stories in there, successes, there'll be the failures, but, you know, we need to just wrap around all of that. Talking about talent and the lack of, or the shortage of talent, I know all four of us were at an investor conference last week, and I know one of the themes was how do you get, not just on the talent side in terms of innovation and you know, leadership in this space, but how do you get more kind of younger people investing in this in a safe way that makes mm-hmm. sense where they don't have the means maybe to go in as a limited partner or as a direct investor? So I think we know the answer to this, but drawing on what you're hearing and what do you feel like on the flip side, the, the investor climate is, it, it seems like it, there has been a good amount of excitement around tech and kind of venture, young company, private investing. Are you guys seeing that same thing, an increase or a decrease in the interest level of Kiwis investing in this space? Yeah, well, I mean, I can talk to the fact that introducing these innovation funds is actually a direct response from some of our customers. So they're saying, how can we engage and support these young companies? So it is a demand thing. So we're certainly seeing a willingness to participate. But up until now, it's how do you create the investment vehicle that gives that liquidity? So I think this is kind of where this product comes into play. So we can create that liquidity. We can create diversity so people can put small allocations in. And even um, with our KiwiSaver products, they can opt in to support this product as well. So it really does give an easy entree and a responsible entree into a high-risk asset class. But, you know, they can get across, you know, instead of just putting $1,000 into one company, they can spread that and get that diversity and manage some of that risk. Talk about kind of the expertise the fund brings. I know you guys have your individual backgrounds as you evaluate companies, but there's also a co-investment partnership model where you will be leveraging the expertise and work of other investment groups around the country. And tell us about the relationships there that you have and the expertise that those partners bring to this fund. 
you know, it's a good question because what we're really aiming to do is kind of how do we flow uh, retail capital into this market? And obviously, it's how do we do that by partnering with the sector. So there are a number of investors that we actively work with. And, you know, they have their um, pipelines and we kind of work alongside them and bring our expertise in. But what we tend to look at when we make our investment decisions is who's in the syndicate and do we understand their approach to their investment decisions, but then also how they're going to help the companies after the investment. And then longer term on each of those companies' journeys, we have a family of funds. So as we come in for that first round, we have the ability to bring um, larger funds, our direct investment funds to bear into supporting the growth of those companies. So that's kind of what we do. And so we um, have active relationships with the likes of the angel investment groups who have different domain expertise by sector, whether it be agriculture or SaaS companies. We have relationships with the likes of the Matu Fund who have background in working in with universities and helping shape some of those early inventions into a company proposition and then the venture capital community as well. So we've got quite a, a network really that sits alongside us around our helping to kind of bring people into this space. That's actually very interesting because as an investor in the fund, you're almost getting access to other VC firms and other investors through your partnerships, which is quite interesting. So big question. One thing that you're doing that really hasn't been done so much is how do you feel about listing on NZX and will that draw in more capital than that you can put to work? Yeah, I mean, it's exciting, but daunting all at the same time. But, you know, we need to do this because if we're going to have every New Zealander really benefit from the success of our innovative companies, you know, we have to take that step. So I'm excited, but, you know, really aware of the huge responsibility on us to kind of educate people as they come into the space. And Jenny, how about you? Have you yeah, I, I would add the same. You know, it always, I mean, gosh, going back that over 20 years and we were doing informal angel investment mm. way back then, it always worried me when people invested in one company. You know, the first protection is having a portfolio. So seeing people now able to to get in in a very small, you know, initially in a very small way if they want to across a very diverse you know, range of companies. And maybe that's something to pick up, you know, like we're not only doing SaaS companies. In fact, we're doing a lot more science-based companies than most of the VCs would do, mm. which probably means you've got to have a longer perspective, but you could have some very big winners. So I, I just think being able to give everybody you know, whether you're investing 1,000 or or 50,000 and access to a range, a big range of potentially very high growth companies is great. That's awesome. And I mean, you've mentioned a lot about democratizing access, diversifying the portfolios, which is all great goals to be working towards for anyone that's looking at their portfolio. Melissa, how do you think listing on the exchange will help support Booster in achieving its goals and what are your, some of your strategic next steps as a listed company? Yeah, well, I think the immediate goal for us is to kind of build a portfolio, meaningful portfolio that us in New Zealanders can be proud of. What are supporting. we up now? 15? Really? We're just under um, 20. So, um, we're yeah, we're quite, quite reasonable fast. in terms <laughs> of a first step in for the space and for people to support it. And I think the other goal is awareness and it's, you know, how do we give people a front row seat to the sector? Because New Zealanders are really supportive of their sporting heroes and how do we get them wrapped around our business heroes? And I think we're creating a platform for 
potential heroes. Obviously, they're coming in early, but I think that that's one of my goals. And also, you know, how we really get a vehicle in there that creates liquidity for people's personal goals. So people, you know, will have their different investment goals. And this is one where they can have a longer term investment goal, but come in and out as their personal well-being or financial well-being dictates, rather than where traditionally people come into this asset class and it really is on the time horizons of that company's journey. One of the goals is how you kind of switch that and help people participate. Now, Booster has a fund that's already listed on NZX called the Private Land and Property Fund. Were you guys able to take any learnings from that experience or the exposure and and other items that that fund has gone through to help with this listing? Yeah, exactly. So I think being able to create that liquidity mechanism is something that has allowed our customer base to move in and out daily if they choose, whereas previously being unlisted, it was really a monthly cycle. And so it really, again, you know, property, you think of it as being quite a liquid asset, but it's actually not that easy to come in and out. So that's kind of one of the things that we can reflect on and draw across into this. And also having access to that further capital allows us to kind of build a quality portfolio and more diverse portfolio. So that's sort of some of the learnings that we're seeing that can flow through quite nicely across to the innovation sector. Yeah, absolutely. We've kind of covered a lot of topics and we thought just to finish off, we would play a little quick rapid fire game to get to know everyone a bit better. We want to know what makes you excited for Booster and the tech industry and the next five years. Just kind of, well, before we get to the rapid fire game, what are some of the kind of the big picture things you see happening out there in the tech world and and at Booster that would make everyone very happy in the next five or 10 years? <laughs> <laughs> I think in the tech sector, it's just lots, lots more companies being built. So many, you know, and so many getting quite big. Yeah. You can just look at the big funding rounds being done recently, but, you know, companies with over 100 people now, they're real companies. It's great. Yeah. Us creating so much diversity in numbers in this fund actually warranting us kind of expanding our follow-on funds as well so that we're really able to create more value in New Zealand along the way, have high-paying jobs um, that, you know, these companies are attracting. So I think that's where we can go. It really is the rising tide lifts all boats Mm. concept. And I think it's awesome and exciting what you're doing. And we just can't wait to welcome the fund to the exchange. So we're looking forward to having you ring the bell really soon. Uh, So great. Let's get into the game. Um, We're going to ask you a quick fire round of questions. So hopefully you're ready. So the first question, you know, we've all spent a lot of time at home over the past couple of years. Have you picked up a hobby during the pandemic? And if so, what is it? Yeah, for me, I um, succumbed to getting a puppy. <laughs> so oh. <laughs> up travel is, yeah, it's occupying loads of time now. Excellent. <laughs> I was thinking there's going to be like Wordle, but no. Yeah, yeah that, <laughs> that that's was, the obvious yeah. one. Isn't it? It, came exactly. kind of, it came kind of late in the piece. Okay, yeah. I got a dog too. Did but you really? I got a, um, a retired professional athlete. <laughs> we adopted a greyhound. Yeah. Oh, nice. Oh, wow. <laughs> that's fantastic. So now you guys are both in Wellington, I believe. Is that that is correct? Um, yeah. What this is good for the Wellington contingent. What are some of the local businesses you guys like to support here in town? 
Yeah, well, I love to get along to pickle and pie in terms of their pies and coffee is kind of yeah one that I like to support. And I love how they really adapted to lockdowns as well. So taking their menu into a delivery service. So that's one for me, one pick for me. Yeah, well, I've got to mention coffee as well. I mean, this is Wellington, right? And sort of addicted to raglan roast for my morning coffee. And I must say, I just found that uh, sitting outside at St. John's Bar for a, a lunch of um, roast vegetable salad is pretty damn good too. Mm. With the summer you know, we've had. to you guys. <laughs> <as well. laughs> yeah, it's been great to see people really stepping up to support the yeah. businesses that they really value. And, you know, I think we've re-engaged with a sense of community that maybe we didn't have to the same extent pre-pandemic. So I suppose that is a, a little silver lining. Reading, what about, are there any favourite books or any book recommendations that you've got for people listening? Well, I, I've just finished reading James Dyson's autobiography, Innovation, A Life, which I loved, and I'm passing it to Melissa. So if it's not her favourite book <laughs> yet, it may become so. <laughs> And for me, I um, picked up the book Humankind, A Hopeful History, so by um, Rutman Bergman. And so that actually, it was quite refreshing to sort of see that um, people are generally trying to do the best they can. And, you know, we do get, you know, all these other stories that come through that people are willing to just screw each other over just to get ahead. But actually, when you boil down and, you know, read that book, I was actually quite pleased to see that, you know, inherently people are generally just trying to be the best of who they can be. So that was a really good read. A lot of research to kind of undo a lot of the social experiments that we think are, yeah, have been run well, but actually there's a lot of manipulation in those. Oh, that is a good thing to kind of focus on, especially with everything going on now and everything yeah. seems so polarized. Now, you, you may or may not, but you guys have, uh, in terms of inspirational quotes, something that you fall back on or think about often? It's quite simple, really, isn't it? Yeah, we've (laughs) combined on this one. Yeah, let's just do it. (laughs) It's kind of where we, what we're about, right? (laughs) Just get on and just do it. Take that risk and, yeah, do something spectacular. Yeah, words to live by and nice and simple. Who are some people you look up to? I mean, you know, for me, it just comes back to all these aspiring CEOs that we're backing. You know, there's so much perseverance and they're all backing such ambitious goals to have a huge impact on New Zealand and the world. I mean, that in itself is, yeah, being able to support that. And they are very inspired and inspiring. And I guess for me, if you're looking in the tech sector, I'm actually going to mention first of all so Stephen Tyndall for investing in so many companies before yep. anybody else did. Absolutely awesome. You know, just track record of continuing, continuing to invest and support everybody, funds and companies. Then I guess my heroes are the people in the companies who, mm. who just did it. You know, there's Sam Morgan and, and Rod Drury and now yeah, Sean Peter Maloney Beck and, and Peter Beck. And, and that's not just because they were successful, it's because of the perseverance they had to show. And you know, you probably weren't here then, Doug, or maybe Sarah, but I remember the negative publicity that Rod Drury had to overcome when he did his listing and how everybody for a long, long time, the financial media were seemed to be against him and say that can't be done. And he absolutely proved it can be done in a fantastic way. So for me, those people who've persevered and they've really had to persevere to become successful. It's great to see people stick to their guns and just follow mm. through with their plan. And get it done. That that actually brings an interesting question up. You know, we hear a lot about, especially with COVID, mental health and founder health and how taxing it can be to, to start a company. 
if you had one piece of advice for people that wanted to start a company and um, were looking to challenge the the status quo and disrupt the industry and all those things we say, what kind of advice would you give them? Yeah, well, I think for me, I mean, having done, you know, some of it myself, it's just remembering it's a long, tricky ride. <laughs> Buckle in and surround yourself with great people and make sure to have a laugh along the way. Stick to it. It is going to be a tough, fun ride. So for me, it's simply listen to the Morgo podcast. <laughs> because in that, I interview founders of these fantastic companies or, or CEOs, and um, they're short, they're only like 20 minutes long, but I always ask them what advice they would give to somebody else wanting to follow. And the most common really is just get on with it. Just get started. Just do it. Yeah, that is a really great resource, you know, for people that are thinking about starting companies or they're already on the journey, you know, to go and listen to those one-on-one interviews. And I'm sure that there's a lot of insight to be gained there. So we encourage that too. Thank you so much, Melissa and Jenny, for joining us today. I know that Doug and I have learned a lot. We're super excited to see your ticket go live. Um, You will be our first listing for 2022. Hey, Um, yeah. Yeah, that's exciting. So um, if you are wanting to find out more about Booster and what they do, please do check out their website, which is www.booster.co.nz. And we hope to speak with you again soon. Great. Thank you. Thanks for listening to the NZX podcast. Tune in to further episodes by subscribing to our channel and let us know what you want to know more about by emailing us at podcast at nzx.com. We would love to hear from you. Until then, catch you next time.